Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Our Football Podcast, episode 85, a special Sunday morning episode. Adriana and I just had a lot of soccer concluding, and we thought this is our chance. We're going to get this in because it's been busy this week. Uh, but tons of stuff to talk about regarding the Liga Mex Femenil final, and who better to do this with than when my counterpart, Adriana Terrazas. Adriana, how are you this Sunday morning? I'm great. I was just halfway through a sneeze and then it was just went away. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to sneeze halfway through the intro. <laughs> <laughs> but then doesn't that feeling, I hate that feeling of like not yeah. sneezing. It's like, yeah, it's, like the, like the anti-sneeze is worse. Yeah. <laughs> I would have preferred for the, for your health and just like your overall <laughs> well-being. I would have rather just heard the sneeze while we were recording. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope it goes It'll away. I, yeah. I hate that feeling. <laughs> but I'm but good, I'm good. Sneeze, um, how are you doing I, I'm good it's it's like like coming into the, the summer and I'm already thinking about like I don't know we, we have Liga MX finals coming up we have Champions League final uh tournaments ending over in Europe um we have national teams somehow playing the same day as the Champions League final which is kind of weird if you think about it um and yeah just like everything's like lurking like slowly and just creepy and it's it's just like right around the corner you know so it's it's fun but uh, like when you think about work it's more like oh dear god it's coming but 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 fun still fun <laughs> I think the only positive now that I know I, we've been talking about this probably for like the last month like I then I have just and I have just slowly been anticipating the start of international soccer um, I'm actually leaving later on this week for the first Mexico game in Dallas so that'll be an interesting feeling for me but I, I felt I, I think the only like now as it's getting closer, the only like peace of mind is that there won't necessarily be so much else happening. Like right now, it just feels like an overload of soccer. Yeah. And then we'll just kind of slowly shift over to to international soccer. Although we also have women's soccer to think of, too, because the, the feminine side is going to have their own share of friendlies and all that stuff going on. But yeah, it's a. It's a lot of soccer, a lot, a lot of Yeah, it's, it's like a slow transition, but still, it's like, just when, when you think of it, like the amount of games we're going to be able to see. I mean, again, this is this is a good thing, right? But um, but yeah, you, you usually kind of like, oh, here comes the summer and okay, we'll take a break and something and just talk about like transfer window and stuff like that. And then it's like, no, no, no transfer window. I mean, like we have like CONCACAF Nations League, like 10 days after Liga MX final. Yeah. Um, so many friendlies on the way as well. Um, I think we have like up to five games with Euro and Copa America at some point. So mm -hmm. that'll be interesting as well. So yeah, it's, it's like a, like a, like a world cup thing going on, like for, but for instead of like a, a month, it's going to be like two and a half months or something like that. Yeah. They just crunched. I mean, they and understandably so in one aspect and then also like pandemic still not over. So there's that thing. Right. But they're just crunching everything together as much as possible. Like you just mentioned champions league final and a Mexico friendly are happening on the same day. And if I'm not wrong, I think another one, I think it's the one. Yeah. It's the Mexico friendly against Nigeria here at the LA Coliseum. That's actually the same day as an LAFC game. So Bank of California stadium and the Coliseum are going to be packed with soccer fans. Like, really I, yeah is that, so, is that the july 3rd game yes it's that it's that game so there i'm like that is like they have two venues now which is always that was always my dream as a usc student looking at you know oh what if we had like a soccer specific stadium and you could use the coliseum <laughs> that'd be insane but thinking about the logistical aspects of that now i'm like i get it we need to kind of you know create as many opportunities for soccer as possible but that might be a lot we actually can't have like um, 
in Mexico City, despite the fact we have like three stadiums, I mean, they don't use the, the Estadio Azul a, a lot anymore. Mm -hmm. But when Cruz Azul had, was at the Azul and you had Pumas over at Seu and then you had America at the Azteca, um, there's this rule that says you can't have two games on the same day. I think in the, like, like a window of like six hours or something because of security reasons. And oh, okay. there's just not like not enough like police to go around to cover both games and be sure that yeah. everything goes around smoothly. And I mean, traffic isn't but too how like, close. How close are yeah. they to each other? Um, like the Estadio Sur and Pumas Stadium, they're probably like 10 kilometers away. Which I'm terrible at miles, but it, I'm guessing it's. And then I was going to say I'm terrible at kilometers, so I have no idea yeah. what the distance is. In LA, in LA terms, we use minutes. So how many minutes would that be? You can't do that because here everything could be like a mile away, and it could still be an hour away. <laughs> um, I mean, on a decent day, it's like 20, 25 minutes. Okay, so they're day. still they're still okay. So that makes sense because they're still kind of a length away. So yeah, I can get that like security and all that trying to, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. I guess like like if I left today, like on a Sunday, and I wanted to get there, I'd be there like yeah, like 20, 25 minutes. If it were like okay. a Friday, four p.m., like just terrible like like rush hour or something, I you you could probably take like forty five minutes to an hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay that makes sense no yeah that's yeah that's the, so those that's... are the closest ones um and if you wanted Pumas Stadium to the Azteca um yeah that's probably like half and like another like 25 30 minutes it's a, the, it's a bit further away I mean they're not too close but I do understand it could be like like problematic if you had like two games go on like one around 4 p.m and then another one like around seven and yeah you probably have like the same like police task force in charge of like games regularly so you can't have them just like run over to the other stadium at the same time so yeah stuff like that so yeah usually we, that's why we can't have games um or I, I think it was actually on the same day or just because like clubs won't want to play like at 10 a.m and then have another game at 7 p.m it just doesn't work that way but yeah that's usually why we can't have games like in mexico city on the same day you just kind of avoid it now yeah no that that makes a ton of sense and this one will be right li literally right next to each other so definitely interesting to see what's going on but you know what isn't right next to each other the Liga MX Femenil finals I, let's go let's get into that that was my little segue I was kind of proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into that first before we break down and look and look back at the semifinals so the Liga MX Femenil announces their finals and we were all kind of wondering because there was rumors that supposedly they were going to be happening about like two or three days after the original semifinal days on Monday, that they were going to try yeah. to do it at some point last <laughs> week around the 19th and the 20th, which by the way, would have obviously caused an outrage, but wouldn't have been surprising given that sometimes we just get the schedule the day before. Um, yeah. But I was, I was really interested by this. So um, for those of you who don't know at this point, the two finals, obviously two legs, Chivas Feminine versus Stigas Feminine. We'll get into that in a little bit um first leg will be next month or tomorrow uh monday the 24th at estadio acron and then the second leg is not for another week a full seven days after on the 31st um at the universitario so i mean adriana we all we thought it was going to be friday monday friday monday that's just what feminine is expected to be at this point um but a week in between feels like a lot it's it's I I I was expecting okay so we had the semifinals the second leg of semifinals on a Monday yes. and then there was this rumor saying the final is going to be on that same Wednesday that means like yeah. two days difference which was just I mean we were just like crazy even like despite the fact it wasn't even confirmed just the possibility was like 
why would they do that? Why don't they just go on and do like the same thing they did with the semifinals is just play on a Friday and then play on a Monday. And that's yeah. kind of like what we're used to. But somehow the possibility of Wednesday, I don't know where it came from, but everyone was talking about it. And we were like, no, why would you play two days after playing a semifinal? That's just I think crazy. the why assumption you- wasn't the assumption that they wanted to do it before like they wanted to somehow which actually no now that doesn't make any sense because that was when the semifinals for for the men's for the men started yeah. too right yeah I, I guess i don't know we, we kind of thought something along those lines was going to happen and then, <laughs> and then it was worse and then we just didn't get that we didn't get the friday monday combination either which is just normal i mean that's just what it's kind of like a like a liga mix feminine thing now I, I don't know why they didn't do that and then it was like oh no we're playing first leg on a Monday and then the second leg a week later it's I can't imagine how clubs are are they, they, they're like entire tournament just extended like for another like three weeks because of that it, it's it's so weird I mean I understand you're you're tired you want to get players back but we always have like this thing with the guilla for the men or for the women where like the first leg is on whatever day and then the second leg is like three days afterwards and now we have like an entire week so I I really don't understand what they wanted to do with that. I don't think it had anything to do with, with like TV broadcast or anything because there's no men's games either. So, and, and like, usually you, you might have men's games on a Friday and they would like somehow overlap with the women, but we don't have any more games for the men on the on Fridays. Um, there's not like the national team is not playing on a Friday either. Not like there's nothing like yeah. no obvious reason. So it really, I think it really got us like caught us like off guard because we, no, no one was expecting a week's difference between the first leg and the second leg. Hopefully it'll be something that benefits both teams. They could just give a little bit more break for, for players and kind of get them back after injuries or just give whatever players um, are in the starting lineup some rest. But it's definitely something that I, I really just don't understand what they, where, where they were going with this. My only assumption that came into my head, and this is just speculation, this isn't like rumors confirmed or, or anything, so take it with a very light grain of salt, is that maybe they wanted to create more excitement for the, I mean and that's that, that, that's discrediting Tigres fans too because they'll show up regardless of what day Tigres Feminina is playing like they'll go and head out to the Universitario but my, that was like my only assumptions like maybe you wanted to give more time for fans maybe of both teams to be able to travel it's still on a Monday so it's not really serving anyone um unless like everybody's just used to Mondays which I think they are but the thing that gets me is the week like you're giving these players a week, it could benefit them. It could also create some weird mental hurdle. Like, I mean, all players. It's, it's a long time. It's just I mean, a long time. Yeah. I mean, like all players of all leagues have had to like play sometimes two, like three games in a week. Right. And we've seen that yeah. crunch happen throughout the globe, but seven days feels like such a long time between two finals. Like this isn't like semifinals or anything. This is legit two finals. This is going to, going to determine who the champion is it just feels like a lot of time between the two legs. Yeah, agreed. I I, I I don't even think the players are used to it. They're usually, like, if they get to play sometimes on a Monday, on a regular, like, like regular season game, you will sometimes get a Monday game, and then you might get a Friday game. So you still don't have that entire week to just rest and, and, and yeah, like, like prepare. It, they're kind of used to having four days, maybe five. I mean, it was really rare. They actually got, like, a, a Monday game and then another Monday game. I think that was really rare. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess they kind of wanted both games. I don't know. I, I don't understand why they would want both games on a Monday, but okay, that's, that's how it is. And hopefully it'll benefit both teams. Kind of weird because 
Um, it'll still be one day after the men's final. And I kind of had the idea that usually they, they want the women to end just like that same week, but just a bit earlier. So I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to think if they like something regarding the stadiums maybe, but Chivas is, is out, Tigres is out. And I don't know. Um, we'll see how it goes. It's, it's still kind of weird. I do, I do think they, there, there might be some kind of mental hurdle, like you were saying, um, just because they're just pushing, like just extending the league so much in the tournament. Um, we're already he hearing about other teams um, saying goodbye to some of their players. We're hearing rumors. Um, probably some teams are going to be back to training in a couple of weeks, and we're still going to have like a tournament that hasn't ended. So it is kind of weird. Uh, it's one of those weird like overlapping things that tends to happen. But still, I think it just could have been avoided. Just have the final like next Friday, like this Friday, and then play the final on Monday tomorrow. But no, somehow we're just having a longer tournament. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be an interesting dynamic. The other, the other, I guess, positive is that for those of us here in the U S you're actually are going to be able to watch these games um, without, well, I mean, you might still need a, a different Avenue and illegal stream, but you can get them here in the U S um, the Chivas Femenil game is obviously going to be on the Telemundo Deportes app or on the desktop, telemundodeportes.com. And then um, obviously Tigres is on through then. And thank you, Adriana. So we'll be able to get that one through Google <laughs> TV. Um, which will be really cool. We'll dive into the final and looking ahead uh, to those games in a little bit, but let's go ahead and look back at the semifinals. Tigres and Chivas obviously overcame Rayadas and Atlas. Tigres with the overwhelming 6-3 aggregate score against Rayadas, and then Chivas with the 2-1 victory over Atlas. Um, Adriana, if you could categorize Rayadas' season, I mean, I know they kind of dominated against Pumas, but then they, here they come and, you know, not really not show up, but it is Tigres and like we've talked about before when it comes to the Clásico Regio Tigres just seems to have that upper hand yeah um, how would you overall classify like their season I mean they were semi-finalists and even though they finished in fourth they they made it as far as they could um dis discounting a potential final so how do you how do you see their season so far or the um, end of their season I think it was probably their most irregular season yet I, I can't remember exactly how they did in that first 2017 season, uh, but definitely this one was the one where we could, I mean, still, they're a top team, right? But, but still, I think this is the one that got them more criticism, not regarding the players or their performances, but just like coaching decisions, yeah. um, that, that, that those, like, probably their last month was probably their worst. Because yeah. it was when we heard about players not being just leaving over to Cancun on a weekend, and then obviously you know, like having this internal decision or like disciplinary measures within the club after that took place, um, we kind of got lots of fans not agreeing on Becerra's uh, decisions, like probably every game. Um, some of the players, it was kind of weird seeing them on the bench, like, like the CD, who you would probably expect to start every single game possible, not doing that. Um, Aileen Aviles having an amazing goal scoring record and still not getting a starting position. So it, it was just irregular, you know, it was, there was lots of things that were, I don't know if criticized, but at least they, they were kind of questionable during the season. And, and we hadn't seen that from Rayadas um, in previous seasons. So I think that's how I would, I would define it. I agree. And I think especially the, just kind of like the final I don't know how to say this uh, you know like the final like perfectly encapsulating moment was when Basera comes out for the press conference and says like I'm sorry we failed I don't have the direct quote in front of me right now right but it was a very strange 
ending to the season. Um, especially when you go, I mean, you go out that way, six, three, you still, you know, you still had a little punch in you, but that second leg where it's four, one, um, really defined it, right? Like there didn't seem to be more that they could give. They're still a top team. Like you said, I mean, they're still top four in all aspects of technicality. They're also, um, a title winning team in their own right, but it was, it was very inconsistent. You hoped that maybe they would do something after what they did in this, in the quarterfinals against Pumas. Um, but Tigres is just an overall consistently better team than them when it comes to this, this classical matchup. And yeah, I think you, you, I think as Rayadas fans, they were kind of left confused. Like, are you, are you going to try to be better? Are you trying to improve the squad? There's nothing of value that you're giving at this press conference. Um, So I think it's interesting. I mean, we are seeing rumors circulate about managerial changes throughout the league. And we'll get into that maybe in a few weeks once things are more confirmed. Um, But I, I do think that like we've said before, you know, Rayadas does seem to kind of um, over what, what's the word, like overdrawn this specific tenure. And it might be time to look ahead to something better. Yeah, agree. I think I would still, um, I can't guarantee that Serra will stay next season, right? I think it's at that point yeah. where they're probably analyzing what's going to go on next season, what players are staying. Um, but I do think we could say he's one of those coaches that's just, not entirely sure for next season. I, I could understand that like going in like separate ways, not because um, he did terribly with Rayales or anything of the sort. It just seems as though maybe that like particular connection with players and like that formula just is, is done, right? So it'll still be interesting because obviously you have to look into coaching possibilities, who could come in and take over the team and stuff like that. And that might not be an obvious choice at this point. So um, yeah, I, I wouldn't guarantee um, Becerra staying. I'm kind of nervous about some players because like, for instance, I could totally see Aida Viles go off to another team that could guarantee her a starting position. I think she's, she, again, I, she's, she's so young, but she's so good. I mean, she, I she think could, definitely could go, right? I really do think she's leaving. Like, there's nothing, again, this is just speculation. I, I, there's no concrete information or any sources or anything. I, I just do feel like that, like, that's it. Like, yeah, she didn't, she, I don't, I, I forgot the ending tally for her. But you consistently brought her in at the like 75th, 80th minute. And she has, she's such a talented player. She contributed as soon as she got on the field and you didn't give her those opportunities. I, I agree. I think that, I think that she's, she's leaving. Yeah. I, I, I kind of regret that because I do think she could do amazing with, with Rayadas yeah. um, and just kind of step up whenever like the Cire isn't like, isn't totally hundred percent or whatever she leaves or anything that goes on. But definitely, it doesn't seem as though you you have the environment to make that happen. It just seems as though you're kind of like just leaving her on the bench and somehow she isn't ready despite the fact that she's proven otherwise. So I could definitely see someone like Chivas or like Pachuca come over and say, hey, we could give you that starting position. You've proven your talent. You've proven that you, you, could, you could handle that responsibility despite being so young. And I think we have like the squad to make sure that you could still keep on like scoring those goals, right? I, I mean, I could definitely see someone like Monica Ocampo just take her under her wing and just give her like whatever like comfort she needs coming into a new environment and just give her like that, like whatever, like she like whatever support she needs on the squad to make sure that she feels that she can perform 100% again. 
Yeah, I think the other thing is that the, I I think the other thing that helps Rayadas a lot is that they are one of those top investing teams like Tigres, right? Maybe they don't have the trophy case to show it. They only have one compared to Tigres, it's three. Um, but they are one of those teams that despite the iPod fiasco and a few other things that have happened, they oh, still yeah. they still seem to be one of those teams that does, you know, value its players um, to a certain extent. At least, you know, you don't hear like terrible stories going forward so that is still a convincing thing that maybe a leaves but maybe they acquire somebody else you know they still have that popularity yeah. factor they're still a top team um but we'll just have to see what uh changes happen there internally and inversely enough when we're talking about Rayadas kind of just having this lackluster inconsistent team and um, we move over to the other semifinalists Atlas Femenil I mean they lost against Chivas 2-1 for what it's worth that second leg I, I, I uh, somebody might say no this was a that might be one of the best semi-final matches I've ever seen between two teams just in terms of like that pure raw intensity of like regardless of of gender it's just two teams going at it on the field just back and forth um that I really enjoyed from from Chivas and Atlas yeah I, I actually and, and this is coming from a Chivas fan I actually really felt like really bad for, for Atlas because somehow I really do think they also deserve to make it to the final. Yeah. They've proven themselves constantly as an amazing team. They have national team players. They have younger players. I mean, you've got Alison Gonzalez, for God's sake. I mean, you've got the leading goal scorer, um, Ana Gabi in, in the goalkeeping position doing pretty well. I mean, yeah, she's had her, her mistakes, but still a pretty confident goalkeeper. And it, it was so unfair. They faced Chivas, another team that was also like, really deserved to make it to the final after the amazing season they had. And we said this time and time again. I mean, we just weren't sure they were going to have at least even a regular season. And they had such an amazing season. So it, 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 it really is unfair when you have these two amazing teams face each other in the semifinal thinking, oh, my God, this should have been the final, <laughs> truth be told. So I kind of felt bad for, for Atlas um, when that happened. Yeah, no, I, I think it was it really it really could have gone both ways. I, I think that Chivas just had that slightly higher intensity because they have just tried to prove everyone, yeah. including themselves, wrong this entire season. Because, I, I, I mean, there were things that happened in the second leg that were just insane. I mean, Licha blocked a goal. Like, she was in defense, yeah. <laughs> and she blocked Atlas from scoring a goal. You know, it's, it's just like, it's those kind of things that I really enjoyed about that semifinal. It was like, it was just like pure raw intensity. Like everybody was involved. Everyone was taking part in it. The officiating was probably some of the worst that I've seen. They like, there were like players legit yeah. getting like body slammed. And there were like three, way, <laughs> there were like four player collisions happening on that field and just like people getting hurt. Um, yeah. But overall, I thought it was a really intense match. And looking at, you know, like we kind of said our, our goodbyes to Rayala this season, looking at Atlas this season, um, the best season that they've had in their history they made it to the semifinals for the first time and even at the end of the game because I ended up I've been doing this now I just kind of want to re-watch um, press conferences from the coaches to see and get a feel of like what they think I think Samayoa left with his head held high I think when yeah you can with, with Chore they were both very happy like they were proud to see their players have such an intense match um, and just go out that way, you know, both of them going out swinging and Chivas just ended up being the team that scored more goals and, and advanced to the semifinal. But, um, you know, Samayoa yeah. in the press conference said, you know, I don't consider this a failure. We, we went out with all our heart and we have some of the best, like you're saying, we have some of the best players 
in the league. We have the best player in the league, the goal scorer. Um, and I can't wait to see what else we can do. And I think that that's where, as we're saying, Rayadas and, and Tigres kind of have their, their name solidified as like a top team. I think Atlas now is also growing where they can attract potential players to want to come and play for their team. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think they've overtaken like teams probably like Pachuca at this point. Someone that we like clubs that we expected so much from um, have amazing players, but still like when it comes to performance, just I mean, they're, they're a tad short. Right. So I, I do think Atlas is right up there now with with America. I think right up there with with Monterrey, just maybe just a bit below Tigres and Chivas, but just because of what yeah. happened this season, but definitely something, I mean, you could argue both ways again, just because of how they've proven themselves time and time again. This is not a team that had a, just an amazing performance this season. It's a team that's constantly up there complicating things to like whatever rival they get. So definitely um, just one of those top teams now for the league for Atlas. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that just popped into my head, um, all of these teams, Tigres, Chivas, Rayadas, and Atlas, all of their women's sides made the semifinals and the men's did not. And that's not to take a jab at it. It's just, I like Tigres Rayadas and I think Chivas now as well are kind of making it known that they are investing like full force in their women's side kind of thing, right? Rayadas still inconsistent, but they're still, you know, they're still very much also now being treated as, you know, on the, not on the same level, so to speak, but right, there's still that like recognition because they have won a title, like you guys are, are doing a great job. And then for Chivas, I think it's like that redemption where even as we will get into it later, even if they don't end up winning that title, it's still like, hey, we need to invest in our women's side. Look how good that they are. We want to keep this going from fans and, you know, higher ups. For Atlas, I feel like they're at that turning point now where like your team, your, both of your teams are now improving. Both of your teams are now being talked about in very positive lights of like that fire that's, that's blazing on them. I would hope that as time goes on, you know, that investment in the feminine side grows a little bit stronger, whether that's, you know, buying like, you know, players that can support Allison or even, you know, a hot take, maybe sending Allison over to Europe and just building that brand for yourself in that way. I think that this is a huge potential opportunity for Atlas Feminine and Atlas is an organization to just show, you know, what they're made of for the Feminine side. Agreed. I think, I mean, it's, it's funny how sometimes like some of the teams like this happens, right? You have like one particular team do a lot better than the other, and it can go both ways, right? It can go for the men's side or for the women's side. And Atlas actually had like a really like optimistic season for both their squads. I think even more so for the women, just because They've been doing constantly better um, when compared to the men. The men have been a little bit more irregular. And this particular season, I mean, Atlas was just, they they could have made it like easily, not not easily, but they could have made it maybe to semifinals. Um, It was definitely a team that's, I think it surprised, I don't know if everyone, but definitely a lot of people, just the fact that they were in La Liguilla. Um, And they were playing quite well at, at some point something that's I mean it's kind of rare when it comes to, to Atlas they were seeking that regularity like seasons ago so something goes on club-wise when you have both teams do particularly well at the same time because usually it's one or the other um, and that's when you start seeing all these differences between how they consider like the women's squad or maybe even like the youth teams as well right sometimes some of the youth teams will do poorly and then you'll have the men's side do particularly well but that's because you brought in lots of foreign players and you took care of those and you're not really interested in, in having that like youth system be a lot stronger. So it, it's funny how that happens because I mean, 
um, yeah, I mean, th this occasion, obviously, for, for the men's side in Chivas, disappointing season. But still, when you look at the squad, you see it wasn't as strong as some of the previous seasons. But the women were constantly there despite all these changes. Atlas, both teams doing really well. Tigres, I mean, well, Tigres usually does well anyway. But you kind of see that consistency, right? And that's when you understand how the club works with, despite whatever squad they're, they're looking into, right? It could be on the men's side for the use system. It could be the women's side for the men's senior side. Um, and so it, it, talk, it says a lot about a club when you see several squads doing particularly well. I mean, I guess since we're on the topic of Atlas and they are owned by Orlegi, I could even see that happening for Santos Feminine maybe in like a year or two, like a season or two. Like it did. Yeah. I mean, they finished 10th, so they weren't too far away from it. So I think if they, it, that's why I say, I think like Atlas as an organization and I guess from a, a, a you know, a, a higher branch, Orlegi themselves can see that potential and be like, hey, we really need to keep pushing this forward, obviously with women's soccer in general and all that stuff. I just, I do feel like, there's so many different put like opportunities at this point with Atlas that I, and that could, you know, lead into any other like sister clubs that they have and stuff. I just, I, I'm really excited for what's to come for Atlas Feminil and just the way that Samayo ended that press conference. I was like, yeah, there's there, they're going to be, maybe they will be a finalist next season. I don't know, but it does feel like it's sooner rather than later. Yeah. Agreed. I, I really do think, um, Santos will pick up on, on like small things and maybe Atlas is doing right now that have worked for them and kind of adapt into Santos because I mean Santos is one of those clubs that does so well with so little it's just because they're so precise and strategic in, in what players they bring in and they're not like top stars or just like like really like amazing players like it's, they don't bring in guignacs right um, they kind of build they kind of build them sometimes they'll yeah they'll sell them to other clubs but they're kind of used to having players that will do a lot better as a team rather than individually. And it works out for them amazingly well. I mean, this is a team that in hours is going to play the second leg for the men's semifinal and they already won the first one, three, zero. So I, I do think um, the, it, it won't take long for the women to kind of adapt what has been done so well with the men's side, with the youth system um, and kind of make sure that that same like case and, and that same success is somehow uh, duplicated for, for the women's side. So I, I definitely think Santos will be up there sometime soon. It's just a matter of like, I don't know, like maybe getting like the right system or kind of adapting it for the women's side, whatever, wherever they need to, but they definitely have the formula for having like enormous success with little investment or maybe just strategic investment. Yeah, for sure. So it, it's exciting stuff. I mean, I I've thoroughly enjoyed watching Atlas Feminine this season. Um, and then yeah, seeing their men's do well and kind of having um that go on. I know at the end of, I know at the beginning of this season, I had a tally of Atlas and Gonzalez and Atlas men's <laughs> goals. But um, it was nice to see them both kind of flourish um in their own right. But Adriana, it's, it's hilarious. We told each other that we were gonna have thirty minutes, and I feel like we've gone way over thirty minutes at this point. <laughs> doesn't matter we have a lot of stuff to talk about uh, let's let's finish it off with talking about the final starting tomorrow with the first leg and then we'll wait a week in between but Chivas Femenil versus Tigres Femenil the top two teams it, 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 they ended the season as the top two teams and now the top two teams are appropriately making it to the final it's it, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with this final. I, I am fine with this final. I know that we said maybe a Tigres, a non-Tigres final would have been refreshing, but looking at the way that they both performed in that semifinal, 
I see no problem with this. And I'm loving the banter. I am loving the banter that is coming from Chivas. Not so much where they're like egotistical. Um, I know the players themselves are like, we didn't believe in ourselves or not like they didn't believe in themselves, but they're like, we didn't know that we can make it this far. We just kept trying game in and game out to be our best. And, you know, this is the reward, but we're not done yet. To Chore at the, at the press conference, literally saying, Tigres is not invis- invincible. We scored three goals on them. We, we need to make it a really good final. I spoke to Samayoa and we just didn't want it to be another Regia final, which I thought was funny because even the coaches are in on, are in on the joke. But Adriana, I mean, this is going to be fun, I think. I think it's going to be an amazing final. I do think Chivas is way closer to beating Tigres than they have been probably ever. Um, we, we've seen uh, we've seen Chivas do amazingly well. I mean, they, this was like a weird thing for this season. We had like the best games or the probably the highest rivalry games at the end of the season for some really weird Machiavellian like reason or something. <laughs> uh, because the same thing happened for the men's side. We had like a terrible start to the season was probably the worst games ever. <laughs> and then suddenly we had like April, all the classicos and, and this is the like, high rivalry games. So I don't know, they kind of like built it up for like as the season went. Um, and yeah, I mean, we had that game with, with Tigres and Chivas. It, it was a, a, a victory for Tigres, four to three. It seemed as though it was going to be like the worst scenario possible for Chivas because I remember they were losing three zero, like in the first like 20, 25 minutes. And then they came back from that and then they started getting close. And it was at the end, it was like a four to three victory for Tigres. So I think it was, it was, a, it was a really like educational loss for Chivas. Um, if they look back at it right now for this for the final and just think, hey, I mean, we got those three goals, but they were like they were distractions. I remember it wasn't the best game for Blanca Felix at some point. Um, I mean, you could have avoided at least a couple of those goals easily. So, yeah, I mean, when you look at that and you see how much like how Chivas came back from a 3-0 loss and got a 4-3 loss. Um, it, it speaks tons about like the mentality of Chivas. And it's definitely something I think they're going to think about um, once they they play this final because they have the first leg at home and then they have to go off to at the Universitario. We know how difficult that can be, but still, I mean, if you come in and you learn from your mistakes and you remember how well you did during the season, because I mean, let's just remember Chivas' season. I mean, they got that victory against America, that 42 victory where they, they eventually it ended up in Leonardo Cuellar leaving the team. Yeah. Then they went off and also beat Pumas four to one. And Pumas was one of those strongest, like stronger teams this season as well. So, yeah, I mean, Chivas can definitely do it. I, I definitely do think they, they can give Tigres a round for the money and, and just um, just complicate things enough for them to seek that victory in that second leg and, and get that second championship. I mean, obviously, we don't, we, we've spoken about this. It's not that we dislike Tigres. It's just that we think that the league would do a lot better if we had several teams winning it and not the same one, right? So I, I don't know. It, it's it's going to be a hell of a final, that's for sure. Yeah, and don't forget, Chivas also beat Rayadas 5-0 in the regular season. So they just went ahead and just, you know, kind of had that showing uh, full force against the the top teams. The other thing that's interesting to think about, I think that most people know, or at least remember about that 4-3, you know, final regular season defeat against Tigres, is that Chorich said himself at the end of the match that he didn't say anything to the players for the first 30 minutes. And I think, like we've said before, Licha and Chore have their, you know, Kobe's job not finished kind of look on them this entire season. They've been thinking about that final since the very beginning. As soon as they, re- maybe they didn't necessarily think they would make it that far, but that was their goal in mind. You know, even when 
even with Chorus uh, subbed her out and was like, yeah, she's not going to win the golden boot, but we're looking for the, for the longer, the long-term goal. You know, there was always this, it, it seemed like he had this little plan, you know, maybe it wasn't going to yeah. work out the way that he expected it to, but he had a plan. He had a plan and he didn't talk to them for those first 30 minutes, wanted to see how they were going to react. And he was proud of his, his players. He's like, it, we, you know, we came out and reacted. He said, I didn't even care if they scored, you know, more, <laughs> more goals on us. I just wanted to see how my players would react. I feel like that was that first test from Chodo Mejia, uh-huh. saw them and then said, we're going to face them in the final. Maybe we won't make it, but we need to believe that we'll face them in the final. And now that they're here, it's just like you said, it's going to be a hell of a final because he, I don't think he's going to go through that same approach of not talking to them in the first minutes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be quiet for the first minutes of the final. <laughs> but I do think that he's going to look at that game so much. I feel like he's going to look at like, like two key games. He's going to look at that game in the regular season, uh, study it with his players. And he's also going to look at, and this is going way back, He's going to go back to that Atlas Tigres game where Atlas completely closed them off and, and it's going to study it and be like, what can we do to stop them? Because you're not going to fully stop Tigres. I don't think you'll fully stop Tigres. Tigres is going to get some goals in these two legs. But I do think that Chivas is going to come out with all their might. And I, I, that's where the excitement lies in how well Chivas has reacted game in and game out, even when they've gotten scored on, even when they you know, are, are fumbling. It's that reaction that I think Chota wanted to see in that regular season match. And now we're going to see whatever plan he's concocted within these two legs. Yeah, agreed. I, I, I was just thinking of like how, like sometimes Memo Vasquez is criticized for doing the same thing, just being on the bench and not really talking to his players for a really long <laughs> time. But it, it's like, you do what works, right? You, you know, when you have to speak up as a coach and I think Chota Mejia is just understood his players that their needs um came into a team that was i mean yeah particularly well built um and and i mean despite the fact that they let go of so many players in the, the last off season and still kind of built up on that and made sure that you had a really solid squad so yeah i mean it'll also be really really interesting to see like how he just takes along like this like the, the both legs talks to the players see also which players will take on that leadership position in such a crucial time and yeah, it, it, it's, it's going to be amazing. I mean, even looking forward, we, we know uh, the women's national team is going to have some activity during the summer. So it's also going to be great to see um, like which of these players is being called up again, get the opportunity and starts like just get making sure that you're constantly being called up and being start, like start, of, start off being that like really base of players for Monica Vergara as well. I mean, it's Tigres and Chivas, we've, but we've said this several times. You could probably just get any combination of players available with, with both teams with Rayadas and you could have like a, a really competitive national team if you wanted to, right? So I, yeah, there's tons of stuff on the line as well, um, individually for players as well. Yeah, and I, I know we're talking a lot about Chivas Femenil. Um, they haven't been to a final since that very first one where they won the championship. So, you know, we're kind of just kind of dissecting them a lot because to be honest, like Adriana's saying, we're not, we, I don't think we'll be disappointed if Tigres wins. They're the, if, if they continue winning, they're the top team. That's just the point of yeah. fact, right? They're, they, they'll get their fourth title. Nobody will be close to that range. Everyone else will only, will only have gotten one. Um, so there, like, what can you really say about Tigres in terms of looking into this game? I think everybody knows Tigres at this point. They got Belen, they got Nancy yeah. Antonio, they got Katy Martinez. They've got so many good players. I think the only downfall, and that's putting it very lightly because she's still a good, good player, is um, Ophelia Solis in the in the goalkeeping position. But even then, how hard is yeah, it for then. teams? 
for teams to and, try to get it, uh, goals against them. Yeah, it's have just us like being picky. <laughs> yeah, like if you're going to get super picky, you're going to be like, you know what? The, the, the pepperoni felt a little weird. That's that's Ophelia Solis. If you're eating a super good pizza, it's like the pepperoni was a little burnt. Like, And that still doesn't make it a bad, <laughs> a bad piece. So it's just, what can you, I think it's more, it is more about seeing how Chivas responds to this. And they can also look at Rayadas last season because Rayadas also made it an interesting final where they took it to the very end and they took it into penalty shootouts. So there's, there is a lot of things that can stop Tigres, but can you really stop them at the final push? And I think that's where everybody is still waiting to see like what, you know, what's going to, what, what is going to stop Tigres? And uh, maybe we'll see it from Chivas. And if not, we'll give the credit and the utmost respect that we already have for Tigres if they win their fourth title. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see how it plays out. Just see like if Chivas can get that mental edge really early on in, in, in the series. And I don't know. I'm really eager to see what like what goes on. I mean, obviously, I'm rooting for Chivas not only as a Chivas fan, just because I do think it benefits the league. But as long as we get a really good like final, like both legs, I, I think we're going to be pretty happy. It's just as Liga Max family fans. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, I, I this just popped up into my head. We're about to close off. But I think Tigres and Chivas have actually also been like the most talked about teams on social. Um, I've had like oh, a few yeah. ran, like random, like, uh, you know, not randoms, like they're good follower, uh, cool followers. And we've communicated a lot on the, on the timeline. Um, but the, some of, you know, like two people asked me, like, who would you say are the top teams in the Liga Max Feminine right now? And I said Tigres versus, Ch- I mean, I said Tigres and Chivas and said, okay, cool. That's the people that I see being talked about the most on my timeline. So I think all around this has been, even if we didn't anticipate it to be at the beginning of the season, this is a Tigres, a Tigres, ah, I can't talk, a Tigres Chivas <laughs> kind of season. And it's culminated in that way to this final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. We are seeing like the best teams during the regular season face each other off. And sometimes, sometimes you get like that really fair, like end of the season. And it's just like, yeah, this, this is what was meant to happen. Um, they were just so good during the season. They deserve to be here. But still, sometimes, you know, that, that that's soccer for you, right? Sometimes it doesn't happen. You have like one like an accident during a game and it, you just don't make it to the final despite how well you did during the regular season. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. We, we, it's a, a bit more, I guess, I guess it happens a bit more in, in the feminine side. Usually we'll see Tigres and Monterrey be first and second place during the entire season and still make it to the final um, just to, because I don't know, they, they built up on it like the entire season. So it is nice to see both teams like just this happened and both of the best teams are making it to the final and let's just see, let's just see who makes it through in the end. It's going to be really amazing match. I mean, I can't imagine like another match at at this point that could have been better. And we've had Tigres Feminine matches in in the final um, and really high rivalry games like that. But sometimes it still feels like it was more leaning towards Tigres and I'm not seeing that as much this season as we've seen that in previous finals. Yeah, I agree. I, I have nothing else to add. Um, we're, we're not making predictions because we just want to see a good final. Um, but I think, the, I think that's it for us today. Adriana, this 30 minutes became like an hour long podcast, but I do not mind it. I am not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, you guys. Uh, definitely enjoy the finals. I mean, we'll be back here probably in like a week and a half because we still have to wait for that second leg. 
Um, but just keep up with the content. Follow the hashtags LigaMX, F-E-M-E-N-G, or LigaMX Femini, because we do both languages. We're cool like that. Um, Adriana does both languages. She's cool like that. Um, so, <laughs> so just enjoy the finals. Oh, Adriana, I know we're both out of the quiniela. My kid's knocking on the door. That's a, that's another sign that we have to end. But um, who <laughs> makes it to the final for the men's side? I know we already have Cruz Azul, but who's making it to the final? Oh, it's going to be Cruz Azul Santos. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure... I, I say this every time Cruz makes it to the final, but every time I, th- I say like, oh, I, I do think it's going to be like, they're gonna actually going to find, they're finally going to win again. Um, oh my God, Santos played such an amazing first leg against Puebla. I can't guarantee San- that like Cruz Azul will win. It definitely seems as though it could go both ways. Um, I don't see Puebla making it back from the 3-0 loss, to be honest. They've been an amazing team this entire season, but I don't think Santos w- won't score like this during the second leg today. So I do think Santos is going to get that victory and it will have Cruz Azul Santos final again. We had one, what was it? 2008, I think. Um, I don't know. I was like five. Now I was like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's, it's, I think it's going to be Cruz Azul Santos. I just hope Cruz Azul wins like someday, like before we're all like 50. So yeah, <laughs> let's see what happens. But yeah, yeah I, Cruz Azul uh, Santos definitely the final. For sure, for sure. Well, enjoy all the soccer, guys. Mexican club soccer is coming to an end, but then we got national team stuff coming up. Um, So enjoy the soccer. Have fun. Stay safe, because at the end of the day, it is our football. All right, guys. We'll see you next week.